So, you know, Sean, how I've always been an advocate for the the philosophy that you don't get to pick what you love, right? Like, sometimes your brain just takes over, or your heart takes over, or your gut takes over, and you hear a song like that one right there by DJ Rock Slam so good. that I just, you know, you, you, some beats are so good that you are powerless in their face. They're like Emperor Palpatine to your Luke Skywalker, all right? <laughs> you, you are... I don't know what that is. I know, like, Luke Skywalker is, but I was not a uh, Star Wars dude, so... Oh, well... Never All the mind. nerds will know what you're Hopefully talking about. Hopefully the rest of the nerds know what I'm talking about. My point my point still is salient and remains true. You don't get to pick what you love. Like sometimes you hear something that's a well-recognized classic and you're like, mm, I don't get it. And then other times out of nowhere a song pops up. Like I heard that song earlier today on a show that I'm watching right now on Netflix that I was like, oh, oh. Oh, and it's clearly sampling an earlier song, but it is a fucking banger, and it is so, so good. DJ Rock to kick things off for the Brian Oak Show, episode 66. 66. Unbelievable. How have we already had 66 episodes? F me. Well, in any event, my name is Brian Oak. It is the Brian Oak Show. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thanks to all of our Patreon members. Thank you, Sean Bernard, for being here. Thanks to all of our past guests, whether they are multiples or for the first time ever. Now, before we introduce them, Sean, I have to admit... I'm a little tingly about today's guest because <laughs> because I've never met him face to face before and not only is he a talented pitchman a wonderful comedian, a die-hard advocate for this community that we both live in. I, and that's why I reached out to him in the first place because our city although it's getting better is in trouble. And not just our city but it turns out our nation, and with the way it's reciprocated and the way that the ripples have gone out, the world, right? And it, it, it's time, whether it's incremental or seismic, it's time for some change. But it, it makes me, I, I, I can't believe I get to say these words out loud. Fancy Ray McClony is sitting in in the <laughs> Smart Start Studio, Woo! the Smart Start MM Studios. Fancy Ray, how are you, man? I'm on top of the world. As you always are. You asked me when I ran into you outside. I'm like, I wish I could say was I was top of the world. I'm hanging on. I'm, I'm doing my best. But you're always on top of the world. Here's one of the th- my, my favorite things about you. In addition to your indomitable personality, mm-hmm. you believe in the place that we both call home. Mm-hmm. You are positive as hell. And it's fantastic. How do you do it? How do you, how do you never not... Wake up with like, ah, today's not a good day. I don't feel like that's who you are. Well, I'm the first, the last, the best and the most. I'm the heartbeat of Minneapolis and St. Paul. And my beauty is coast to coast. Ooh, mules have tried to kick me. They didn't tan my high. A rascal baby just crawled off and died. I can make a superstitious man walk under a ladder and fry your ass like it's pancake batter. (laughs) I can't cook a turkey and I can't shake and bake, but I make love so good. It'll make a 300-pound woman's stomach ache. Oh! Mm. oh, Brian, I know how to mash up the potatoes and French up the fries. The truth is the truth, and I never, ever lie. See, I can make love for six nights. And on the seventh day, the men go ray who, but the women go hooray. <laughs> 
my, 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 you know, because I, I, how do I do it? I believe there's a power in the universe and that power expresses itself through me. My job, my role, my occupation. So you may know me from the TV shows. You may know me from the TV commercials. You may know me from the radio commercials. Uh-huh. You may just know me from just being a part of this Minneapolis community. But just know one thing. Whenever you see Fancy Ray, God is winking at you. Oh, my God. <laughs> and here's the thing. is that, So after 25 years of interviewing musicians and entertainers, some of it, it falls out of the sky into their head. And some of them have to work really hard and Frankenstein it together. I feel like you've tapped into a thing that very few of us have access to. Hmm. And it's, and I'm not jealous. I'm not mad about it. It's, it's wonderful to have a front row seat to it, man. Thank you. Is, is that how it feels for you? Do you feel like it falls out of the sky into your brain? Or is it, I mean, you don't get up and sit down and write for 12 hours. You, you, you are channeling something that is not available to every everyday people. I just said, well, God is actually writing through me to you and to you and the folks out there listening. That's exactly right. I'm not tapping in. I'm tapping out. I'm just expressing <laughs> that which is already there. It's, 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 it's a flow. It's a glow. You said you can't help what you fall in love with. Right. Well, uh, 29 years ago, I fell in love with myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm going to be honest. As you've said many times. You are pretty. I am the best looking man. In co- People think that's a joke. One day a cop pulled me over, spread his legs, and made me pat his ass. <laughs> beautiful. Fancy ready. Oh, my God. I, look, I'm an old man, and I'm a smoker, so my, my breathing's not so good. I don't have the COVID. Check my temperature every day. I'm cool. But, oh, my God, I don't know that I can take a full hour of fancy rate. But I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my very, very best. Now, before we talk any more to you and before we find out more about what you're doing, because the reason that I reached out to you across Facebook and our many mutual friends mm-hmm. is because I saw you speak at 38th in Chicago. Now, I wasn't there personally. I watched it online, mm-hmm. and I only made it just down to Ground Zero, which I is what I call 38th Chicago. Chicago for the first time just a few days ago. Oh wow! And it it dropped me to my knees, man. It was. Uh, mm. We're going to talk about that more in just a minute. But first, we're going to hear a song. Sean, tell me the next song I picked. I can't. Pulling the pin. Oh, okay. Run the jewels. An incredible American hip hop duo. They have written a song that speaks to the the agony, the frustration, the sadness, the possibility. All these things that America embodies right now, we're in a weird spot, man. We're in a hopeful spot, but we're in a desperate spot. Like, it, it's it's never, it's always been bad for certain people, but it's never been more hopeful, I believe, for those same people. And I, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for a better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This is our city, right? It's, this is our city, this is our community, and this is our country. It is our country. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's why I wanted to have you in. So we're going to talk more about that just ahead. In the meantime, though, Run the Jewels hadn't planned on releasing this record until a few weeks from now. And they're like, fuck this. Every, oh, by the way, you can say anything you want on this show. <laughs> in fact, on your most recent comedy album, you have a poem called, do you remember the name? I don't know, but it has fucking head. It's it, like, it, I don't give a have, fuck, I think is what it's called. I don't give called. a fuck. Mm-hmm. If you want to share that later, 
I wouldn't be mad at all. It's oh, entirely up to you. Well, I got friends and fans listening to Brian Oaks show, and I'm glad you brought up my comedy album because uh, it's a swinger, banger, and a real humdinger. And I would encourage everyone to get your hands on this stand-up records release. Vince Ray McClellan, the best-looking man in comedy, LP. I promise you we're talking more about that record in a all bit, right? and I would like to hear as much of that poem as you can pull off the top of your head. In the meantime, so while it's not as fun and enjoyable Run the Jewels have put out this release that I've had on repeat for the last five days, and it is as... God damn, I wish I was half as eloquent as you. I I can't describe it properly, but it's so good. And when you're... You know, sometimes you feel super hopeful, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you feel really dark, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, this, this is not a normal time. And this record has been making me feel better because I've always loved Run the Jewels, but RTJ4, the new record from Run the Jewels, is brilliant. And this song features Mavis Staples and Mm. the lead singer of my favorite rock band, uh, Queens of the Stone Age, who you'll never hear him sing. He's all hidden in the background like he does on the best Quatza records. Uh, Josh Ami's on here as well. So let's hear a little Run the Jewels from their brand new release, RTJ4. This one's called Pulling the Pin, and then we'll come back with Fancy Ray just ahead on The Brian Oak Show. Yeah, they're kicking in. From a long line that have ran to the swine can't violators. The cloven foot design is a high crime for the Iron Angels. Twisting down through time, see them trying on wine creation. Don't be surprised, it's a mistake to think their influence had faded. But what a wretched state of danger we've made here. I thought to me, perhaps explaining years of self-lobotomy. Toxically, perhaps explaining tears and even tears of my cosmology. You numb yourself with years and it can wear upon you honestly. These old foxes got a lot of plots to outboxes Trying to divvy up and dump in corresponding boxes How obnoxious Where the heart of mine connect Expect them targeting like arches You will not travel towards the light But they're in charge of your departure Think the universe forgot us The way to curse and pitch their product So our spirit's not a fire That can't be snuffed to turn the dollars Or the expanse across all space Can't be contained in one small dollar Now I see that it's the same moment in history Back to haunt us And here we are again Hello boy, long time watch the first time calling it Empty cage built needs an occupant Got a death ball, see a lock it in Had a good run, but they stopping it Wanna walk, man, to the carpet lid Get your heart out, fiction, fan Truly the truth, the stranger document And at best, I'm just getting it wrong, wrong. And at worst, I've been right on the start It hurts, I've been torn apart There's a grenade in my heart And the pit is in their heart there's a grenade There's a grenade A grenade At best I feel difficult for when you get a full Then every day's like a satanic ritual Beautiful soul with the robe and the criminal Don't almost a holy hold on to they principle Kicking and screaming while watching the demons Collecting the gold and the diamond residuals My pastor say God has promised his paradise Live a good life in his pivotal I promised my mama that I would stay honest But I want it all in the physical and promise I'm honest, I probably be punished Cause keeping that promise too difficult So picture me red as I sit on the bed With my hands on my head and this pistol too Why the fuck must I be miserable? The 
devils they do to the victim. And still they move like they invincible. Defilling criminals in the pinnacle, doing the typical, keeping us miserable, taking the most and providing the minimal. Hate to sound cynical, but shit is pitiful. Times is just critical. Like Jimmy Shaquille, they Tiffany kill, kids in a ritual. I murder the miserables. I make it all biblical. I cut off the hands that back their life and I put it up digital. Fuck the political. The mission is spiritual. A murderous miracle that was in here to just punish the Static in my mind, mind. like sanity on borrowed time. Like right or wrong can't be defined. There's a clade in my heart and the pen is in their palm. I'm telling you right now, if you're going through a hard time, if you're wondering about the way the world is today, no, that record will not fix everything, not by a stretch of the imagination, but it does provide some solace, it does provide some insight, and it does provide some necessary perspective. Mavis Staples and Josh Ami of Queens of the Stone Age both featured on that song right there by Run the Jewels off the brand new downloaded Run the Jewels 4. Um... They just decided to drop it, and they're like, no, it wasn't going to come out for a few weeks, but fuck you, 2020, because it's a <laughs> it's a shit time. Before we go any for- further and talk to Fancy Ray a little more, we should probably take care of a sponsor or two. First, SmartStartMN.com. What do they do? They get you back in your car faster than you otherwise would get back in your car should you suffer a DUI. And maybe you're not that person. Maybe it's your brother-in-law. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a cousin. Maybe it's a friend of a friend of a friend. People are still making bad choices and drinking and driving. Now, if you do that, you are going to lose your license. How soon do you get back to living a somewhat normal life? Well, that depends on you, but it also can be helped by Smart Start MN. You go to smartstartmn.com slash Brian Oak Show. You get a discount, right, on getting it installed in your car. Yeah, 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. I actually went out to dinner with Mike Friedberg, uh, one of the owners, and his wife, Caroline. One of the cool things about the Mike and Ed who own Smart Start MN is they don't shame you. You know, if you got a DUI, it's not what it's about, man. you're not feeling great at the moment. Your spouse is probably a little bit crabby with you. Uh, so you don't need uh, a lawyer or somebody that's going to do the ignition interlock to shame you about what happened. You're probably feeling guilty enough already. So they take you through this. They get you back on the road and driving as quickly as possible by installing that ignition interlock system. And for surprisingly cheaper than you'd expect, smartstartmn.com slash Brian Oak Show. Also, a very quick thank you to AudioQuip. Dot com. This is an era where nobody gets to go do live music. No, well, they're doing it slowly. They're opening up and they're doing some live streaming, but it's not like it used to be. Uh, you know, my memories keep popping up on Facebook about all these great shows oh. I went to. A year ago, two days ago, I was at the Armory to see Billie Eilish with my daughter, and we ran into Jamari Rowland, Dwynell Rowland. A good friend, a guest on this show, and it was a great show, but I, I saw that picture, and I, it, oh, man, I miss going out. I miss doing fun things, right? I mean, it, it's it's a bummer. So thank you to AudioQuip.com uh, very, very much, because they provided us with the equipment we have in the studio, uh, and they do really good work. So if you are able to make a remote TED Talk, a remote live broadcast, AudioQuip.com. Fancy Ray McCloney, what? 
let me ask you a question. I want to go back a little ways before we talk about today. At some point when you were young, you must have realized that you were entertaining, that people were captivated, that you were impossibly handsome. Mm. Right around what age did that occur to you? Uh, that, that's actually a real good question. A lot of people don't know this. This is true. When I was nine months old, Gerber Baby Food named me the most adorable baby in America. Come on. <laughs> no, really. So you, you had this since you were nine months old? That's not the impressive part. The impressive part is I held that title 28 years in a row. Well... I mean, you are a handsome man. There's no question. He's only 29. There's no question. <laughs> you know, I started entertaining when I was actually in second grade. I had a ventriloquist doll, yeah. and I was started doing stuff at the Billy Graham churches yep. way, way back here in yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah. But my first audience was Addie Mae Robinson, my maternal grandmother, and she would sit up and drink a Coke 45 mom <laughs> <laughs> and watch me clown and talk and carry on. And I would. she loved show business, the Sammy Davis Jr. And them old oh, yeah. 70s sitcom shows, she was a big fan. So that was just running through me just absolutely naturally. We used to watch the, the Jerry Lewis telethon, and I would watch that stuff and study that stuff. So something that you got to realize when you see Fancy is that you got the talent, which is Fancy but also I'm a student of entertainment. So my idols are people who are showmen, uh, the great Muhammad Ali and the oh, Little yeah. Richards and James Browns. Right. But on from that, people... From uh, you just name it, man. It, it, Liberace is a huge, huge influence on me. Uh, Al Green, there's this people who uh, gorgeous George. Oh, so yeah. I just study the folks who bring it, who make it real, who make it raw, and also have a usually a little touch of flamboyance. But uh, I, I love entertainment, so it just runs. It's just, it's natural to me as breathing, man. It's just what I do. It's just exactly it, so, what I do. But that's the whole thing to me. Like, so people think like no matter what you do for a living, like me doing radio, people are like, oh, well, you talk a little bit between songs and you do a thing. There's a skill set there, right. and what you do, it's not just. It's not just sort of being flamboyant. It's not just braggadociousness, right? I mean, you, I brag. <laughs> not that I've ever heard, Ray. Not that I've ever heard. I am the uh, best looking man in comedy. Well, and and I, I, who am I to disagree? Uh, but but what I what I don't like is when people sort of dismiss it, like they're like, "Well, he's just loud. He just does this thing." There's real work that goes into being everyone who we are. Man, if they think I'm loud, then they have that right. But while you're thinking <laughs> I'm loud, go to the place I'm advertising for. Because <laughs> the thing about it is, is I grab your attention, and as I grab your attention, I deliver a message. Remember, my whole thing is truly a thing of bringing more joy to the world. So I don't care what the vehicle is. I'm, I'm selling, I'm talking, comedy, whatever it is. My whole thing is to raise your vibration and that you know that today's going to be a better day. As you and I sit here, there are folks who are going through depression right now. There's folks that are going through family issues. There are folks that are going through drug issues. There are folks who are worried about the economy, who are worried about the racial issues, who are worried about the cops. But what I'm going to say right now, that when you see or hear Fancy Ray, you just can smile and say, well, today is a good day. Right here, right now. You know? Come on, just, you just got to feel good. Because today is your opportunity to feel the love and the joy, which is you. And that's what I'm hearing all about. So if you want to say I'm loud, then say I'm proud. And you know when I talk, I draw a crowd. God. 
damn it is so cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to use the French right there, but Fancy Ray is sitting in the Smart Start MN studio here <clears throat> in South Minneapolis. Now, we are a mere 10 blocks south of what I like to call Ground Zero. And I don't like to call it Ground Zero, but unfortunately it became Ground Zero. It is 38th in Chicago, and I only, even though it's been there for weeks, I only recently made it down there to visit in person because I didn't think I could face it, man. George Floyd was murdered 10 blocks from where we are right now. We're sitting right now. And in fact, something I did was the day after he was murdered, I actually went to that site and I've been there a half dozen times Hmm. to go and talk with people, connect with community and just see where uh, the location was that really changed this city and, again, changed the whole world because this isn't just a local or national thing. This went international. Yes. When folks saw this man being killed in the street in which the way that he was, uh, it, it it really broke a lot of hearts, hurt a lot of people, and uh, also brought great awareness to the systemic problem that we have of racism here in this community but also throughout the country. But Minneapolis has a special, special and uh heartbreaking uh, relationship with the police department. We've paid out $45 million since 2003. That's second only, I believe, to Los Angeles. Minneapolis is second only to Los Angeles and paying out money for police brutality. There's something wrong in the city. I don't know what the answer is. And so what happens is you have these oppressed people who all of a sudden say effort and they go out and they cause all this destruction, all this harm, all this looting, all this burning that some of that was, I think, may have been agitated, but also this was an expression of the community who was upset by the actions and and reactions, and it's not just this one event. To also remember that it's a thing that goes on, and there's, and you always hear the thing, there's good cops and there's bad cops. Uh, You know what? There are good cops in there. And someone just said to me yesterday, well, you know, there's good cops and bad cops. There's good black people and black, black, bad, bad black people. You can't make the comparison because when you're a person, you don't have that authority of having the municipality behind you. You don't have the county behind you. You don't have a government behind you. And also that person has a gun on them. And so in that place, they have authority and power. They can take an abyss, use and abuse that power where that uh, that's true. There's good and bad and everything. And I, and I get a lot of heat because a lot of cops are friends with me. I have a great relationship with many police officers, with many police officers. I, I go serve the homeless. I just did yesterday at the Lowe's and Fishes, and we serve so with good. the cops. Mm. I, 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 so what I'm saying is that there needs to be change. I'm glad there's a, that awareness. I'm glad that folks stood up and they stood out. And let's have a conversation and let's bring about real change. Because once we get to the table, what do we want? And so that because it's great to protest and march and march and march. But once you sit down, what are you asking for? Because if you're not asking for something, you're just going out for a walk. Think about I love that. that. Yeah, love that. I couldn't agree more. And so that 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 brings me like I mean like so obviously change needs to happen and, and not and not incremental change. There needs to be something fundamental. Um, the reason I invited you to be part of the podcast is I saw one of your speeches at 38th in Chicago, and it's such a place of beauty and creativity. The two times I've been there now, didn't see a cop around there. there there's sort of this almost religious pilgrim respect for for the nature of the area there. So what, and again, you know, Jared Brewington, who owned... Uh, Funky Grits right on that corner. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine. Love um, him. An amazing man. 
he was on the show recently and told me he's not black Google. He can't fix the problem for me, <laughs> mm-hmm. which, I, I again, I, it's both insightful. It's hilarious, but it's also <laughs> deeply insightful. Um, so here we are. Uh, you love this city as much as I do. Mm-hmm. We both belong in this city. Mm-hmm. It's not any more my city than it is your city, and maybe more your city than my city, but we all belong here. This is a city that we all live in. Do you have any thoughts about what it means to move forward? When you talk about sitting down at the table, when you talk about what are we asking for, are we dismantling the police? Are we? How do we fundamentally change people's attitudes that, like, you know what? A black man is no different than a white man or an Asian man or a native man or woman. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to specify that much. How do we. Is it education? Is it the school system? Is it is it just parents telling their kids to not be pieces of crap? What do we do so that I can sit in the same room with you and we both look at each other like equals, which you and I are doing right now, by Mm -hmm. the way. But I mean, it, it obviously needs to spread. One of my one of my ideas, and I, and I know it's not a popular one, is if you're going to police in a community, you should live in that community. And I know that's difficult, but like you shouldn't be able to be. And this this might be a narrow vision, and I might not have thought this through all the way. If you're going to be a Minneapolis police officer, you should live in Minneapolis, hmm. or at least walk the beat. At least get to know the people in the neighborhood. Yes. That's the way they used to do it. See, and the folks that I serve with at Lowe's yeah. and Fishes are doing that and they're connecting yeah. with the community. And so if there's interaction that happens, those people that they're interacting, they know them. That's that's Pete and George, and we know those yeah. guys. But yeah. that's the whole bit, right? right? Okay, so maybe maybe I took it too far. But I, if you don't know the areas and you just drive through with your squad, and again, I'm not anti-cop. I want law enforcement. Hell yeah. I want I want my home safe. I want my neighborhood safe. I want to make sure because no matter color, moment in time, any of it, there will always be elements who are looking to take advantage. I'm not against law enforcement. What I am against is people who come in with a prejudice or who come in with an <laughs> attitude that that they don't they don't know Fear. the area, man. Well, what you said is very insightful because we don't know who these people who are coming in to be cops. You know, every profession has a type of person who goes into that profession. Yeah. Oftentimes people who are psychologists have their own issues and that's yes. why they go into psychology. Yes. Oftentimes folks who be go into religious studies or become priests or preachers sometimes are struggling with their own demons. And yes. I think oftentimes folks who go into the police business are folks who shouldn't be motherfucking police. <laughs> Excuse my language. No, 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 no. I, I told you to say anything you want. And also, also, Sean, just a quick reminder. Yes. We have fancy Ray McCauley right here on this it's like, show. It's I was amazing. looking forward to this show as soon as you told me. <laughs> and, and, and I had an old saying I used to say that anyone who wants to be a police officer should not be allowed to be a police officer. It's kind of like that old saying, like any yeah. club that would have me. I don't really want to be a yeah. part of, right? Because think about that, because you get to have a gun and a badge, you get authority. Mm. So what's who's drawn to that? And again, we know, no, no, they're good, wonderful cops out there. But at the same time, that draws also people who might have different issues and different agendas. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I, I think that uh, we have to take a look at that. And also, there should be a system to get rid of cops who are having problems. Uh, 
Um, for sure, for sure, for sure. And you asked the question, what can we do? Well, number one thing that we can do is start with ourselves and how we're interacting and how we relate. And sometimes we have this kind of white liberalism, like I'm going to, yes. and, 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 and I get that, and that's beautiful. But to enact real change, I, I think, starts with changing your heart and your interaction. Even your, uh, the, 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 what does it say about this country that the man that's head of this country, the president, spouts so much racial Ugh. prejudice and separatism and uh, uh, so white supremacy. He is the the face of white supremacy, and he's the president. Yes. Well, I, so uh, I have three words. I have three words. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. He he is fomenting. You know it, that that all this racism and all this awful hatred has always been bubbling underneath, right? And sometimes it bu- erupts here and erupts there. He has allowed the gate to be opened and engendered a sort of freedom to be awful that maybe is unprecedented since long, long, long before any of us were born. The gates are open and the lines are drawn, man. Oh, 100%. But so we act, we, you ask the question, what can we do to cause change? Well, when America can put that type of white supremacy in the white house, um, uh, there's a large part of this population that he that, that has this. It's called his base that doesn't sway. Yeah. That no matter what he does, there's never a bridge too far that he can cross. And uh, and and he, remember, he started with the Obama issue with a birther issue. Oh yeah. Oh. And his first, I mean, the, the, the whole racist uh, diatribe that he went on with that, and he milked that, and that was his foundation. We announced his presidency. He said that he called the, the Mexican rapists and bad people. Oh. I mean, yeah. so his whole foundation was based upon racism and separatism. So if we want to come together, I think one thing that we can do, not, and I'm not endorsing anyone, but I'm just saying that th- that's the face of America. Well, the America is a racist as hell then. I mean, if that's our face. And that's the way the Europeans feel about us right oh. now, by the way. They, they say, my, my friends that live overseas, they say, how in the hell did you let this happen? Mm. And I can say all day long, I never voted for him. But they're like, but how did you let it happen? Why wouldn't you guys do everything in your power to get this guy out of office, but to never have him uh, nominated in the first place? I think there's two Americas. Not only is there North and South, but there's city and there's suburbs and beyond. And even in our own state of Minnesota, you go outside of the Twin Cities a little ways, uh, there's some exceptions, but it's a red state outside of where people get to know each other. You said sit down at the table. Well, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Until you get to know people and treat them like they'd be your own. You know, if George Floyd, he's about my age, you know, if he was, if I treated him like my own cousin, you know, would he have been treated a little bit differently? Mm -hmm. And that's what people don't think about. And these police that live wherever they live, and this guy lived in Maple Grove or wherever else, it's like, do you, do you spend time with people of color in your everyday life? And treat treat everybody else as equals, and the answer is no. Hell no! In fact, they look at them as the enemy, as adversaries, as opposed to a place of brotherhood and connection and the oneness. And remember, the thing that always comes down to it: it's not a thing of color. I keep, I say that it's not a thing of color. It's social economics, and 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 understand that that's what separates. Because there are people I know. I got friends of mine, the Givens family. If you know the Givens family, first black millionaires in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You talk to their kids. Some kids talk like everybody else. You know why? Because <laughs> they're all college educated. They're all doing yeah, so, right. right. So it's not a thing of color. It's a thing of social economics. Yes. And that this country purposely has kept people of color and black people and red people down purposely through redlining, yes. through separation. Through, uh, when I say redline, hopefully folks know that yes. the banks and the government wouldn't let blacks move into certain neighborhoods they, with the civil uh, uh, civil service jobs. 
they, they, they were just blocked. So uh, systematically, black people have not been allowed to uh, 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 rise up in this country. Uh, in fact, I'll ask this question sometimes. You want to get real deep? Should a black man celebrate the Fourth of July? I asked that question mm. when, because this, this uh, Independence Day was for the independence and freedom of America, but the black man was not free nor independent in this country. You know, someone we talk about Colin Kaepernick, and he didn't, uh, he didn't, uh, he wouldn't stand up for the flag, and he took yeah, the knee. He took the knee. But you know that Jackie Robinson, who served for this country, would not stand for the flag. The first black in the major leagues, yeah. and the reason he wouldn't stand for the flag was in World. World War II, he served overseas fighting for this country. He returned to America, and the German citizens of war, prisoners of war, were given more rights in this country than he was as a black uh. man in this country, although he fought for this country. He said, I loved America, but America didn't love me, and he never stood for the flag. So, th- you look at Black Wall Street, t- Tulsa, 2000, uh, I mean, uh, uh, 99 years ago, uh, the black community prospered they had their own banking system and social services they were bombed and destroyed yes. see they treated independence but they weren't allowed to be black and free in this country so the question should a black man celebrate the fourth of july and i always have this question i ask the people say well, that was so many years ago remember the civil rights act was in 1965 that was not long yeah. ago uh, uh the, the voting rights act and still black people have trouble voting and you say well that was a long time ago what does it have to do with today well you look at george floyd and you ask yourself it was it that damn long ago and if you're a black person, listen to this. And I don't care if you're at Candace Owens. Yeah, you get pulled over by the police. It's 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. You put your hands on the steering wheel. You go, ah, I'm in America and I'm black and I'm free. Hell no. As a black man, are you free and independent in this country? Well, all right, everybody. Let your head down. Some people think I got on and this is my own beautiful hair. What to do with the fellas? Take it out! I said and get down and win it.
fool, let's go, by going you, let's go, come on, get in line. I said, stomp your feet. Brian Oak Show, episode 66, which is unfathomable. I am Brian Oak, along with Sean Bernard, and here we are in the Smart Start MN studio in South Minneapolis, uh, 48th in Chicago, the heart of South Minneapolis, just blocks away from where George Floyd was murdered. Go ahead and let that sink in for a minute, because he was murdered. And there's this beautiful eruption of creativity and art Oh, Sean, God damn it. Unity <laughs> and joy that has erupted there. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a weeper, so uh, you have to forgive me as I want to make sure that we mention um, Buster the 28th. Uh, we were there yesterday, and we were handing out tote bags. Yeah, we were. We had uh, we had Sarah Morris down there, our local musician friend who hasn't had a gig in several months. Like damn, every other she's artist. good, though, man. But she's she, so she good. Threw down, she threw down last night like there was a crowd of 300 people. You know, and she just let it all out, and she's got such an incredible voice. It was great to have her over at Buster's on 28th. Uh, they now have online ordering. That's mm-hmm. the thing that we were helping them launch. So if you want to get curbside to go, they also have a patio open. Please go down and patronize them. They're great local you know, business owners, and they've been supporting the podcast uh, for quite a while now. In addition to COVID, which has locked everybody down, and we're going to lose a lot of important local venues we're also losing important restaurants by the day. Like, I love the city, just like Fancy Ray does, and we're losing places that can't afford to go four months without being open. Support every business you can, and I know not everybody can. I know these are unprecedented times. <laughs> God damn, I'm tired of hearing that. Um, but they really are. And, and if you love this city, if you love this town, if it matters to you, it is incumbent upon you to do what you can to keep these places alive. Busters on 28th has been a supporter of ours here on the Brian Oak Show, and they they continue to be. They're fantastic. The other thing that we're involved with that we just started with yesterday is bettertogethermpls.org. Uh, they are helping to rebuild the businesses that were burned down and looted. And Brian and I just signed up with them, and... Uh, Yesterday, they announced that they've raised $136,000. They're not just hiring these outside people to rebuild. Mm -hmm. They're hiring local people that live in the neighborhood that are out of work to help rebuild these local businesses that were burned down and were looted. So better together, mpls.org. You can buy a shirt. You could donate extra money. 
um, please support uh, their organization and help us uh, rebuild the city. And we'll have them on the show next week. Real quick, before we get back to the one, the only, the almost impossibly handsome Fancy Ray. We it's not were, fair. It, it really isn't. Like You know, like us average guys don't stand a chance in the face of such beauty. Uh, before we get back to Fancy Ray, one other sponsor mention is Sean Bernard, who is my friend, my business partner, the producer of this show. He is also a realtor for 50th and France, Edina Realty, that location. But you represent things all over the area. And despite these weird, dynamic, ridiculous, almost unpredictable times, people are still buying and selling and renting, right? They are. Uh, You know, Fancy Ray mentioned earlier, redlining. That's something that uh, I hope is changing in the Twin Cities because it was still happening not that long ago um, in the real estate world. Uh, Not just real estate, but even funding and and giving people mortgages that were of color. So uh, if you are interested in buying or selling, give me a call, 612-859-2594. You can text that number as well. A portion of every sale goes to a local nonprofit music venue called The Warming House on 40th and Bryant. Um, they're just a mom and pop shop. It sits about uh, seats about 50 people, and they support local artists. And I try to support them. And you also get a one year ship, one year membership for two to The Warming uh, House as well. Six one two eight five nine two five nine four. Fancy Ray McClony, mm-hmm. you are unparalleled. There, there. One of my favorite compliments to give anyone is there's not anybody else like you. Mm-hmm. And, and there's not. <laughs> uh, let's be honest. So now you, I, I asked you earlier before we started talking uh, about George and before we started talking about the tumult that has affected the town that you and I both call home. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're young, though, I'd like, to a little bit, I'd like to know a little bit more about you. When you're young, you realize, you know what? I'm good at either playing the clown or entertaining the crowd or doing whatever. At some point, you decide to make it who you are. What What's the first step? When did you first add fancy in front of your first name, Ray? Oh, you know, because that's, that's, that's true. I changed my name to Fancy Ray. Right. Yeah. Legally? That, yeah, that's my legal. That's my name. Uh, yeah. You're telling me right now that if I pulled your records, yeah, yeah, your yeah, first I, name is Fancy. My first name is Fancy. That's uh, absolutely. Uh, you didn't know that? that. No, I, I, I know you as Fancy Ray. I didn't know it was legally your first if name. I always say, if you don't think my name is Fancy Ray, write a check for hundred dollars to Fancy oh. Ray, <laughs> and see if I don't cash that. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> That's my name. So, but, but when when does it? So, at some point, you realize you're good at entertaining people. How does entertainment first start for you? Like, I know you started out with comedy. I mean, like, when's the first time you walk up on stage or you have the audacity, but also the well-earned audacity to call yourself fancy? Well, you know what? This brings me back to my beginnings. And if I'm going to be... Please. I was a child doing stuff. And then a little bit through high school. In fact, there was a thing that happened in eight... I was in eighth grade at an open school in South Minneapolis. And uh, they had college students. You know, it was kind of very... 60s hippies kind of thing yeah, going on. Yeah, they're right. around the around the school and they're making a uh, a production based upon the students at the school, right? So they're they're going class to class and they're developing the story. Well, they told me the story that there's this guy that's a hunter and he does this and he does that and they were putting a story together. Upon hearing the story, I wrote a song spontaneously <laughs> called Chilimbi. They heard my song that I wrote in the classroom and asked me to star in the play. 
That's do, fantastic. Could, could you could you share a couple Hell bars yeah. of chilling beef? <laughs> Hell yeah! Share yeah. a couple bars, C- man. Come on, come on, cousin Timmy, folks from Harrison <laughs> Open School, Please. they know this song. Oh there once was a hunter chilling beef who lived at the edge of the forest. He owned a dog. He owned a dog. A bow and arrow. A bow and arrow. There once was a hunter. Say, Chalimbi, Chalimbi, Chalimbi. I wrote Chalimbi. that song. They heard that. Said, love You're it. starting in the damn place. <laughs> so, so, so let me ask you this. True story. I mean, that's, it, it, that's never been told before. Right here. They, they've never told that story before. That's really? fantastic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, welcome to the motherfucking Brian O show. Hell yeah! With, with fancy, with fancy Ray, the best looking man in comedy today. Well, and I don't, I don't think anyone's ever actually challenged you on that. Oh, oh, no! Oh. People ask me all the time why I call myself the best looking man in comedy. And why is that? <laughs> Have you seen my competition? I can see your face right now. <laughs> You're three feet from me, which is not safe distancing. Come on, come on, come on put your tongue back in your mouth. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Chillin' B sounds a little bit like Robin Hood. Same kind of guy? What's that? Chillin' B? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the play story, but I remember the song. I remember the song. I remember the song. But when I, as an adult, when I started entertaining, this is something I'm so proud of. First Avenue had a thing called The Great Pretenders. Yeah. Oh, man. Steve McCollum down at First Avenue. I love that, dude. And, and, And that there was when I first stepped on stage. And what I would do, that lip sync contest, yeah. and I would impersonate Little Richard. And I was the Little Richard yeah. impersonator. And, and, and First Avenue, asked if you ever have Steve, Steve had an open door posse. Whenever I wanted to come on stage, I just had to call him up, and I, the stage was always welcome to me. Mm. So it would be Saturday night with, the, with their techno music, and yeah. the stage would go up, and then Little Richard would jump on stage, me, doing Little Richard. And that went on for a I minute. Mean, just so that was where, and so I did the local thing, and then I went to a national TV show putting on the hits where I did Little Richard. Later, oh, yeah. I did Screaming Jay Hawkins. I put a spell on you, and that there was a big winner. I went to the twenty five thousand dollars grand final on that show. But music runs through me, and so the the connection with me and Little Richard goes way back to when I first got in the show business. My first time on radio was impersonating Little Richard. My first time on local TV was impersonating Little Richard. My first time on national TV was impersonating. Little Richard, and it's amazing that after and through all that, that he and I did not that I just got a chance to meet the man, but we actually became close friends. And I love, love, love. And the last time I talked to him, he gave me a quote, which is on my comedy album. All right, before we go into this Little Richard song we're about to hear, oh no, we're we doing uh, Little Richard. We're doing JB next. JB's next, the Godfather. Oh, okay, okay. Before we go into JB, I want to ask you this because I don't think any one person can take credit for creating any genre. But Little Richard is as responsible for rock and roll as Chuck Berry, as Bill Haley, as anyone. He's as responsible for the form of music that still informs most of popular culture today Mm -hmm. As any person who ever lived, I know that you appreciate his flamboyancy, mm-hmm. and I know that you appreciate his style, but his recent loss, Little Richard, mm-hmm. rest in peace, he's as important to the to the foundation, to the fomentation of rock and roll 
as any human being that's ever occupied this planet. Absolutely. Because you look at Hooli, truly, who is the king of rock and roll. You got your Chuck Berry, who was a big influence. You got Fats Domino, who was a huge yeah. artist agreed. back in the agreed. 50s. Agreed. You got my friend and brother, Bo Diddley, that's oh. in there. That just, uh, Bo Diddley put the rock and rock and roll. I'm sorry, you say dun, 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 Hey, come on. I got you, I got you. So, so, I've been told Bo Diddley put the rock and rock and roll. And what Lil Richard's impact, again, was that flamboyance, the audacity, the over-the-topness. But on top of all that, through all that flamboyance, is the man could sing his ass off. And play. He and was play. also a player. He play. He that play. guy knew how, his way around a piano. Ab- and, and he could sing. And th- there's something about... You know, not everybody's good at everything. Like, uh, you know, at being doing what I've done for as long as I have, interviewing so many musicians, some are great players, some are great writers, some just have that charisma, that X factor that you cannot quantify. <clears throat> and then some of them have all of it right. and deserve a place on whether you want to call it the Mount Rushmore, the Pantheon, the Firmament, they will forever have their place reserved in be it rock and roll, R&B, whatever you want to call it. Little Richard, long may he be remembered, one of the greatest of all time. One of the greatest. And I'm going to say to folks out there, when you look at the Beatles, you look at the Rolling Stones, you look at Billy Preston, Jimi Hendrix, go down the line, Michael Jackson, Prince in the 70s, that look that he had in Purple Rain was a complete... Complete copy of Richard's look in the 1970s. Totally, and and so he's just a fantastic talent, a fantastic human being, bigger than life, but down, down, down to earth. Uh, Love him, and I met him. He was performing at Grand Casino in Hinkley, Minnesota. And do you know the story? No, I had to go to the event, and I get there, and I realized instantaneously. That Lil Richard and I are the two most beautiful people in the whole place. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly. Instantly. So he does this great concert. He's singing Good Golly, Miss Molly, Long Tall Sally, all these wonderful old yeah. hits. At the end of the show, he starts singing, It's time to go. I got to go. Woo. So I move in front of the stage and right in front of Lil Richard. Now, I've been impersonating him all my life. I start impersonating him right in front of him. <laughs> he looks at me and says, You! Come up here! Come up here! <laughs> oh, my God. I, I walk on stage. That had to be unreal. I'm meeting the architect. I'm meeting oh. the man that invented rock and roll. I get on stage, and the song Tutti Fruity started going through my brain. Oh. Do you know what Tutti Fruity's oh. about? Do you know what it's about? No. So I folks like Tutti Fruity, Old Rudy, Tutti Fruity, Old Rudy, ice yeah. cream. No. <laughs> yeah. The original lyrics went like this. This is true. It, it said, Tutti Fruity, good booty. <laughs> Tutti Fruity, good booty. If it don't fit, don't force it. You can grease it, make it easy. A wop, bop, loo, bop, lop, bam, boom. Oh, man, little Richard. <laughs> but that that doesn't play on radio. <laughs> so we're, we're going to have to, little Richard, we're going to have to dial that one back just a little bit. Change it up just a <laughs> just little. Just a little bit. And they did change it. They made a Tutti Fruity, old Rudy. And that there was the start of our friendship. And, uh, you know, I, there's so many stories of he and I, uh, something that he did whenever he's in Minnesota and I was there, he'd always have me come on stage and take a bow. And he shared his, the biggest audience I've ever been in front of. He was at WeFest and I went out and it was like 25, 30,000 people mm. and come on out fancy Ray. And this is my friend. And, um, he's just, um, and if you, I don't have my album here, but again, he gave me a quote for the album, uh, and, uh, just a great, great talent. And I would suggest we just play Get Down With It. 
And if you don't know the song, I don't know what you got, but it's got me a soul classic by Little Richard. All types of genres. And uh, just one of my many, many friends and influences. And I'm here to be here with, with Brian and Sean because yeah. you guys are going to be my friends. And I love you guys. And love you, man. Brian Oak Show. Right <laughs> here. All right. Three super quick questions. Yes, sir. One. You will come back again, yes? I, 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 I like to come as much as possible. Right. Uh, I mean, come on. I'll come back. <laughs> I just may come back into the studio. I just assume you keep your droplets to yourself in this my era of COVID. Shut up in my boots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Second, secondly, what is the name of your latest comedy record? It's called Fancy Ray, the best looking man in comedy LP on Stand Up Records. You go to standuprecords.com. There's two versions. There's a dark chocolate and a milk chocolate version. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It's I'm got, sorry, what's the difference between the dark chocolate and the milk chocolate? <laughs> the taste that you have in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Teed it up. <laughs> all right, all right. And, and the liner notes were by Diablo Cody, who wrote the movie Juno. Yes. And got a yeah, quote yeah, by I Lil Richard. Diablo. Yeah, he got a quote by Lil Richard on the album. The, the cover art is uh, fantastic. It's, I, I really think it's, it's ideal for framing. And, uh, we need one in here. Yeah, absolutely. So you get the vinyl LP, and, and then you get a digital download card. So a lot of people yep. don't have Some folks have the record players. But yep. you get the digital download card, and you sit back. And again, I, I think of this, it's sort of like the Rudy Ray Moores, the early Richard Pryors. This is a uh, definitely you want to put the kids to bed, but you kick back, get your favorite libation, and uh, enjoy some fancy ray. And I guarantee that when you get through hearing me do what I do on stage, uh-huh. you're going to feel good. You're going <laughs> to laugh, and, and you're going to make love like you were 18 again. Oh, with who? <laughs> Girl, if I could only find someone. If I could only find someone. I'm good, but not that damn good. Okay? <laughs> But, right. but but if you have a fancy rate, you might get a partner. You never know. There you One go. Never, look, I'll share it on Facebook, and maybe that'll hook me up. Um, and before we get into this next song, when we come back, you have a bit on that record called I Don't Give a Fuck. Would you be willing to share some of that when we come back on the far side of the song? If the folks out there listening to the Brian Oak Show here on the podcast want to hear some love, I'm going to give you a little taste of it. But Just I got a many, many, many poems. I know you have more. I got poems about love. I got poems about joy. I got poems. I write poems about the most fantastic person on the planet. Yourself. Who's that? Me. Exactly. <laughs> right, that's what I thought. All right, here we go. So before we, before we get to any of that, though, we're going to hear a song by James Brown. Now, obviously... Your love of Little Richard is clear. And James Brown, again, when I told you earlier that I don't think there's a better compliment that I can give to anyone, that they're peerless. There's not anyone else like them. Mm -hmm. Many people may have been influenced by, but James Brown was the first of what he did. There was nobody like James Brown. You talk about jamming on the one. You You talk about that pompadour. You talk about also, especially in these uncertain times (laughs) here in the Twin Cities. James Brown advocating, you know, I've heard you describe yourself as a combination of a certain number of people, Muhammad Ali in there. James Brown, in a time when it was not popular, advocated for people who were black. Mm -hmm. And and not in a small way, but also in a funky way, Mm -hmm. which made it a more palatable message for square-ass white dudes like me or women, (laughs) right? I mean, and so he, I really believe he's peerless. Now, I'm not a super, I don't go super deep on funk. I don't go super deep on R&B, but I'm aware enough of the way music works and how it's all happened and unfolded to know that James Brown 
doesn't have any peers, why are we going with James Brown? Uh, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. There it is, right and, there. And right I'll tell you that when you look at anyone that gets on stage and they want to be funky, you got some James Brown. You can't you can't get on stage. You got your Julius Collins, James, uh, yeah. Michael Jackson, Prince. If you get on stage, you, you just, it just runs through everybody. Right. And, and also understand where James Brown came from. You know where he came from? Mm-mm. Little Richard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's another one of his disciples, along with Otis Ray. I'm saying, but James Brown, again, funk on the one, and he has a power and a spirit and a positivity, and also a man, get up and do your own thing. I don't want nobody to give me nothing. Open up the door. I'd rather do it myself. Shut up. So again, growing up where I did in what I call the North Suburban Cultural Corridor, uh, (laughs) a.k.a. Coon Rapids, it was relatively white up there. And there wasn't a whole lot of extraneous funk. Um, (laughs) But then you grow up and you find people like Curtis Mayfield. You Mm. find people like James Brown. I I found Prince at at a young age, but Prince did this thing for me. Prince was my bridge to funk because Prince, Prince was... 
he was equal parts when I found him, new wave and funk. Mm-hmm. And new wave was really safe for white boys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, mm-hmm. it was. But then 1999 came along, and he brought that Lynn drum machine in, and he's like, "No, new wave is cool, but you know what else is cool?" And so hearing that, it Prince was my my bridge to funk. And it, I, I'll admit, it took me a long time to get there. But I got there. Well, right on. As long as you got there, it doesn't matter the journey. Is. And I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I got all the way there. I'm, I still have a lot to learn. I, a I, lot I, to learn. I, I can tell. I can tell. Oh, <laughs> but, but, but you're on the journey. And that's the thing. That's most important. But, but At thing. least he's on the path. At least you're on the path. Oh, man. When, when you say the... the, the the, the 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 journey because as much as I can say uh, the James Browns and Little Richards and 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 Liberace's and Gorgeous Prince was such a massive not just for funk for life because when I look at Prince again the funk is there and I oh, yeah. appreciate that but also we're talking about the spirituality of his message the message was, is was the whole of, bit right oftentimes talking about God and sexuality. And dealing with a whole bunch and the music that absolutely, for me, lyrics that touch your soul, uplift your spirit, make you think. If you know the song Uptown, yep. do you know that song Uptown? Yeah, I do. Oh, my God. What an anthem that was. Also, a great one, uh, Let's Pretend We're Married. Oh, yeah. <gasps> do you okay, know that okay, song? Okay, okay, okay. Fancy Ray, you have to stop right now. Because, so I told you about 1999 mm-hmm. was my first introduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have bought several expensive rare copies of that single let's pretend we're married mm. is literally my number one single favorite prince song of all time really of we've played it on the show yes, here have, before yeah. it, it it is literally so i love i mean because side <laughs> one of those four sides on 1999 is full of hits mm-hmm. little red corvette etc cetera, etc cetera. um let's pretend we're married because I told you what I loved about Prince is he had that fusion of new wave and funk. Let's pretend we're married. It's funny. It's actually kind of startling that you bring that up because I played it yesterday at the record store I work at. Um, it's my number one favorite Prince song of his entire career. I love this poem. If you know this poem and this song, whatever you heard about me is true. I change the rules and do what I want to do. I'm in love with God because he's the only way. Because you and I know we got to die someday. You think I'm crazy? <laughs> You're probably right. But, but I'm going to have fun every, every motherfucking night. night. <laughs> if you like oh, the fight, you're a double drag boo. Oh. I'm going to another life. How what about, about you? you? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, if, if we weren't under COVID restrictions, I would reach over there and kiss that handsome face. It's not even funny. <laughs> and Dude. if we weren't under COVID, I would take that damn money, too. <laughs> yeah, well, well, there's that. There is that. So, all right, we got to wrap up pretty soon here but before we go uh fancy ray who i have watched admirably from afar for many 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 moons thank you thank you dude you you are an advocate for the city you're a brilliant spokesperson the the greatest tv pitchman of all time well there is that uh not to mention outrageously handsome Mm. frankly embarrassingly handsome Uh. uh talented you also have a number of other things that are available so before I talk about the possibility that people could be united in holy matrimony forever by you, yes. if someone wants to know what the hell do I, how do I, what do I, how do I learn more about Fancy Ray, how do they learn more about Fancy Ray? Hey, check out my website, FancyRay.com. 
FancyRay.com or for weddings, FancyRayWeddings.com. And, 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 and understand, see, I'm just assuming everyone knows who Fancy Ray is. And so this goes all over the country and all over the world. Yeah. So Fancy Ray is a television pitch man based here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, a comedian, the best looking man in comedy. It's true. Uh, as a pitch man, I've do a lots of local ads. I have ads that run right now in Rockford, Illinois. I've had ads that run in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Jacksonville, Florida, all over the country. If you got bad credit, no credit, even a bankruptcy, I can put you in your vehicle today. The greatest pitch man on the planet. Also, uh, a person who touches people's lives with love and happiness. I call myself the love and laughter wedding officiant. And my th- motto is, why go to Vegas and get married by some fake Elvis when you can come to Minneapolis and get married by the real Fancy Ray? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Elvis hasn't got shit on Fancy Ray. <laughs> he does not have shit on Fancy Ray. And so we do weddings, big weddings. I've done weddings at the Guthrie Theater all the way to people's backyards and people's basements. So it's a wonderful way of uniting with the love and joy, which is Fancy Ray. So if you want a, a, an ordinary wedding, go get an ordinary preacher. But if you want some love, some excitement, and also, what a most wonderful way of coming together <laughs> with the joy, which is fancy. And I guarantee you, everyone that will will walk out of that wedding going, my, my, my. There it is right there. Fancy Ray McCloney, the our guest. The best looking man in comedy. He on the Easily. Not only the best looking man in comedy, the best looking man in this room by a long shot. Easily. It's not even close. The competition's not that tough. Uh, but, oh. But, 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 but I got oh. Oh, but I'm talking about the inside love, and that's oh, the thing is. that we're talking there about. See, because remember, the beauty is on skin deep. Oh, oh shit. What's Somebody's that? calling us. Someone's calling us. Who's calling us? It's all right. We're going to yeah, hang now. up on that shit. Oh, that was... I, I thought... I, I thought like, I bump, 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 bump. No, we almost started dancing in here. We almost started dancing. Fancy Ray, it is the Fancy Ray. I know. That was very quick, very quick, very quick, very quick. Fancy Ray, yes, I've been sir. watching you for many years, and I am... Beyond delighted that you agreed to come in, and it's really, really wonderful to meet you because, A, you turned out to be even more interesting and personable than I expected from the many years of commercials I've seen you on, mm-hmm. Do you but, also, but also, this is our city, man, and it's, it's time. It's, it is time, and so people out there, that if you realize that this is your time, then we want to get socially involved, so whatever you're drawn to, I, you know, I can't tell you what to do or what not to do, right. but there's... You know what? There's service work that needs to be done. Yes. There's nonprofits that are out there. There are many people out there doing really great things. So go get involved. Whatever you're drawn to, go do something and go get some education. They're talking about defunding the police. Again, what I'm doing right at this point, I'm not speaking on that. I'm just getting information. Right. And then I'll come up with something I want to say. So what I'm just in, if you want, what can I do? Yeah. Do something. And, and and whatever you're drawn to. So social activism, social change, volunteering, with some kind of way that we give to this community. And something that can be great to do, there's Native Americans out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes what happens is is that these people, uh, even when I'm around homeless people, it's uncomfortable because I don't know their culture. I don't know their society. I don't know their rules. But they are human beings. So on a human level, I'll connect with them on that level. And at the same time, you don't put yourself in a vulnerable situation that's unsafe. Right. But at the same time, the, the most powerful thing that you can do is to be there, acknowledge, uh, touch, 
and do, do it without judgment. And something that we all have in ourselves is judgment. Yes. We judge people. We judge ourselves. But when you put someone down, you're pointing your finger, you got three coming back at you. Yeah. So what I'm imploring all is love. Can I do some kind of, can I do, you, can you ask about a poem? Yes, can please. I, oh, oh, oh my God, you're poem from, from your thing. How, how, how about, how about I, I want to do a love poem right here. Fine. Fine. You know, don't, don't, don't do the whole, don't do the, the F word one. Do whatever you want to do hey, right hey, now. And this is how we'll wrap yeah, things up hey, on the Brian Oak Show. Here goes the way I want to wrap up. This is a poem that I do at weddings. And this is a poem I do at, I, you know, I do funeral services too. Yeah. Uh, 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 the weddings are more fun. But well, you're fancy, uh, right? <laughs> weddings are more fun. Really, really? Weddings are more fun than funerals? <laughs> okay, Although, so. It's a celebration of life. Though. I'm not going to talk again before we get to our last song. I'm going to let you take us out. Oh! But, but. I want to thank you very much. I want to remind people it's FancyRay.com, FancyRayWeddings.com, and meeting you today has been the fulfillment of something kind of crazy in my, in my adult life. <laughs> yeah. You're you a blessing to this to the city. So Just are you that. guys. You are, you're a here. blessing. Brian, thanks for reaching out. You reached out to me more than once and I ignored <laughs> one time and then you did a thing on Facebook and I responded. Yeah. We're going to end well, with the... I, I figured I would use social pressure because, like, <laughs> because if, if there's one oh. thing Fancy Ray can't stand is his public not thinking he's cool. <laughs> oh, 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 no. There, there wasn't a pressure. What I saw was that people love you and respect you and and I did a research and I said cool 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 now we're going to end this show with the Prince song beautiful loved and blessed mm. and there's no more powerful way of going into it than doing this poem and I want to dedicate this to all the Brian Oak fans out there Sean and his family Thank anyone you. that's going through any pain anyone that's having any challenges know that there's a power the poem says what does love got to do with it it says what does love got to do with it hmm. I say everything Love is our birthright, and we are all kings and queens. It's love that creates the mountains and makes the rivers flow. Love makes the birds chirp and the beautiful flowers grow. It's love that keeps families together, huh? even when they're far, far apart. It's love that will send you to a strip mall in a snowstorm to buy dog food from a pet smart. Love makes you happy. Love makes you grow. It's love that makes you thirsty for knowledge for things you didn't know you didn't even know. Love gave you life and will take your physical body away. It's love that makes mothers and grandmothers beautiful, even after they've turned old and gray. Love can be found in the depths of the oceans and in the redwood trees that stand tall. Love makes babies, and we all know children are what? Huh? The greatest love of all. Love can be called God. Allah, Jehovah, Yahweh, Mother Nature, Spirit, the Great Mystery, Christ, Jesus, Harry, Krishna, light, wind, or sound. Love is all there is. And it's love that makes the world go round. Now, if you feel the love, come on, talk to me like you know I do. Then raise your hand. Come on, Brian and Sean. Raise your hand. And out loud, tell the universe, I love you. I love you. My, my, my. Give yourselves a round of applause. God bless you all. Brian Oak Show. Wake up. Hear this song. You're beautiful. And blessed. You feel me? Wake up. When you found me, I was just a piece of clay. I was formless. You gave me a breath of life and I live abundantly 
sometimes make you feel the same But forgive me, yes It's how you win the game I beg the truth, now I know the truth And that is when you came and said I was beautiful Loved and blessed I'm better than the day before Cause you made me Everybody wants fame Always trying to break you down Thinking that it'll raise him up I just want to be happy Come take this bitter cup from me If I were to ever Write down my life story I could truly say With all the fame and glory I was just a piece of clay In need of the potter's hand when you whisper in my ear The words I sung now understand Oh, beautiful Loved and blessed I'm better than the day before Cause you made me confess that I am Beautiful Loved and blessed When you're free, you're really free All you gotta do is just plant the seed Everything you made you said before the fall of man, you said That's good. Every time I walk in faith That's good. You let me see another day uh, Before the earth was made, you said uh, I will lead the way and you'll uh, Knowledge and understanding, understanding is good And when I wake up in the morning, all I hear in my hood Is people saying that they're Beautiful, Will you rescue me from the darkness And now I just must confess Love and bless. When you 